Hello and welcome to the Changemakers podcast. Today we're going to be talking about periods, nosebleeds, and whatever the hell else we want to. I don't know what my, my colleagues have got on the table for today. This is this is my sultry Englishman voice, you know. Oh, you've been a naughty girl, haven't you? I love that this transition to Austin Powers. <laughs> yes. It's what we uh, needed today. It is. It it's is. been a long day. Yeah. It has been it a has long been. day. Um, we do have some acknowledgments to make, the important acknowledgments. Um, yes. So, before we get started, we'd like to begin by thanking the EUC Dean, Alice Havorka, for supporting our student outreach initiatives. The second thanks is to Aaron Sammy, our experiential education coordinator, who is a fantastic resource for career and volunteer opportunities, recruitments, and work-related queries in the EUC. We'd also like to thank our friend Teresa. Uh, this is a twofold thanks this week because we recently revamped our Changemakers podcast logo. And that was thanks to her. She made some wonderful new art for us that we've been using to promote our podcast. So a very big thanks to Teresa for that, as well as for allowing us to use the Wild Garden Media Center, which she has colloquially dubbed as the Eco Art Hub. So it's a really cool, cozy space in room 268 in HNES. And you can expect to see a lot more from them in the near future. And the last but not least, is to the Huron-Wendat, Anishinaabe, and Mississaugas of the Credit First Nations peoples. Without these first people of Turtle Island, we would not be here today, and they deserve to be thought of in all aspects of our com continued activities. Can I do that sentence over at the end? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, without these first people of Turtle Island, we would not be here today, and they deserve to be thought of in all aspects of our continued activities. Well said. Very well Thanks. said. Thanks. Thank you. Um, Ash, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Um, I saw some interesting articles that I really should have bookmarked, but <laughs> I didn't because I'm an idiot. Um, what was it? What was one of them? Hold on. We had, while well, Ash oh, yeah. looks for this, we had been talking a little bit about mental illness, specifically with our own personal journeys with the topic. Oh, yes. So I think maybe we can touch on that a little yeah, bit as well. let's start off with that. I think that's let's a good way to segue into the final season for a lot of people. I think everybody's a little maybe down or just stressed lately, so. Ooh, Lord knows I am. Yeah. Frazzled. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, my laptop just decided to pass away for a second there. We had to resurrect it, which we was did, very scary. We did a little <laughs> pentagram. We sacrificed a chicken. Um, yeah. We were going to try to sacrifice a virgin, but we needed we Seth, we needed we Seth to... <laughs> I, we were just talking about... Oh, never mind. My mom no, listens no, to these no, podcasts. No. Never mind. <laughs> the dean listens to these podcasts. Well, now the dean knows that we're... Degenerates? Well, is it wrong? Is something wrong? Is it wrong? To, no, are it's we supposed to be all be virgins right now. Exactly, but it's well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I think it's okay. Time, Whatever you want to do. You know. Um, 
we, um, I guess so. This this before we started recording, there was you want to talk about. I guess you mentioned your laptop. Yeah, um, my laptop has just been you know in palliative care recently. Its battery wow. is just kind of. that means. It's like hospice care. I shouldn't make this joke. This is just a weird way to go about it. But anyway, my laptop has been in the process of deceasing for like the past three weeks. Um, its battery's been a little finicky. But I went to Best Buy and saw the Geek Squad, and they offered to fix it for me and like source a four-year-old laptop battery for me because that's how old my computer is. Um, but it would be like <coughs> literally three hundred dollars. So I said thank you very much, and I ran out of the store. <laughs> I literally grabbed all my belongings and I left. So I'm probably just gonna find one for like a Black Friday sale or like a yes, holiday yeah, sale, yeah, yeah. and it just is, get a new laptop. It is around that time of year. It is, it is tomorrow. It is tomorrow. But then there's also the cyber. But Boxing Day is the 26th of December. And yeah, it's see, like another Black Friday day. is American. Boxing Day is Canadian and British. They don't have Boxing Day in America. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Cyber Monday is the Monday after, after Black, Black Friday. Friday. Which is totally like an Amazon thing. Like, oh, yeah. That's oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Cyber yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine just making a holiday. Speaking of which, Ooh. FIFA's happening right now. And Saudi, like, recently beat Argentina. And I think Argentina's ranking is third or something. And Saudi's, like, 21st. Okay? And it was such, like, just a, such a, like, character development for Saudi that their leader, I don't know if it's the prime minister or president or The what. king. The king. The yeah. king? What's his name? What's his name? Um, the, well... The real king is Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Right. He's the one who has all the power. Okay. Um, is there a figurehead? Well, he's the crown prince. The king is, oh, I can't remember his name. It's something bin Salman. Um, hold on. See, this is why we have our laptops in front of us, Seth. I'm a firm believer. Let's talk to the people. I'm a firm believer in the no. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I hate screens. Like, I want to look at screens as little as possible in my life. Okay. Right. Every moment that I'm on my phone is a moment I despise. I would rather never have to use my phone ever, ever, literally ever. If this world didn't have phones or screens, I would be in bliss. Okay. And the computer, I, and the, the explanation why, I mean, I don't know why, but there's lots of explanations why. But one of them is like, I find that like, like, I don't know, it's just like a barrier. It feels like it's like. Like and I do way. apologize. I um, no, have fine. my like laptop you, I mean, like, today. It's mostly to look at this soccer out. thing, but then I can close it. Um, King Salman bin Abdulaziz Al Saud. Damn. Okay. That's a fire name. No, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be hyping up this guy. What? No, no. We can no, hype no, up. No, he's the pretty cool. You want to hear? We can hype up, up the name. Yeah, I don't know what else he does. I mean, but a lot of bad things. Yeah, a lot of a lot of bad things. Especially famine. Yeah, and then the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Um, you know, Jamal, Jamal Khashoggi, the... That sounds familiar. The, he was the Washington Post reporter. Who yes, the journalist. Yes. The, oh, my God. That is, that is like... It, it was killed and dismembered, crazy. was yeah. supposedly on orders from Crown Prince bin Salman. Yeah, shit's crazy. Um, who Mr. Khashoggi described as, I think, I, if I remember correctly, uh, what's that? Something like a ravenous beast that keeps that's always hungry, and the more he eats, the hungrier he gets. Ew, that's fucking scary, dude. That gives me the ick. Anyway, 
Um, I'll wrap up this topic very quickly because I just found out how problematic this dude is. But um, he declared a public holiday two days ago because Saudi won against Argentina. Damn. Which is saying a lot. That is saying a lot. It, is it was like a 2-1 win. Beat, they also beat someone important, right? The Saudi, was it? Uh, I think it was Argentina. Argentina. Are you sure it was Argentina? I yeah, it was like I'm looking at it right England now. or something. No, the English are in a completely different bracket than the Saudis. I think um, I don't know. I'm just making, know I'm just else. making that up because I don't follow it either. I just I'm just I'm just getting on Seth's case here now. Well, what else is new? Um, <laughs> Common theme, recurring theme for Seth is just being bullied by Ash. It's okay. Abused. It's a it's a mutual bullying. I don't think I bully you. You quite literally when we walked when we were walking to get the microphones, you walked out into the road and nearly killed yourself. I consider the stress <laughs> I consider the stress you caused me a Is form this of the bullying. jaywalking incident yeah, of this last is the week. Incident. We didn't talk about it because we lost uh we lost the audio. We can we can talk about yes. this. We can talk about that. Anyway, this. no, I just want to say that the Canadians came this close to beating the Belgians. Yeah, I know. And like, who were who were the number was, one ranked? It was Argentina, Messi. Yeah, that, right. Messi. Okay, that was the person. I didn't put three and three together. I put that was just an idiot. Sorry, sorry, it's okay. sorry. My brain is. It's okay. I it's, totally interrupted you right there. No, Seth no, has okay. like the best case of one track mind I've ever I seen. I know. Like, his whole just, goddamn life. I know. It's just an. Absolute I was talking to him before. He asked me what my favorite nut was, and then he proceeded to like continue setting up the audio equipment, and I'm just like going on a spiel about what nut I like best. You know, <laughs> this sounds so weird. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, pistachios, but almonds mm. and peanuts are pretty good mm. too. Peanuts are a legume. And he's like, sorry. Peanuts are a legume. <laughs> Peanuts are a legume. They're they're a bean. They're not a nut. Also, I don't love peanuts. Okay, I want to clarify my statement. Peanuts, but like the flavored types. You know when they're like roasted and they're like they've got the barbecue like the spicy, on it. Yeah, yeah, like barbecue or like the spicy. The best way to have peanuts, and this is this sorry, is Sheila the Cole. southern way to have peanut. I'm sorry, what? I said sorry to Sheila Cole too. Hi Sheila. Hi we Sheila. Hi, we love you. Um, the best way to have peanuts, and this is the southern way to have peanuts. The southern yes, way? Yes, please, please, please tell. You get your raw peanuts, and you boil them. Okay. You boil, boil them. Boil them. Boil peanuts. And then you put some salt on them, and you just eat them. And boil peanuts are some of the best way to have peanuts. But you're talking about boiling them with, like, their original shell and everything, yeah. right? Okay. Just dunk them in there and boil the damn thing. Wait, what, are, what do peanuts look like? They usually have a Nor, shell. Like, out of the ground. You know, have you ever seen, like, a nut free oh, logo? Oh, I forgot like, about that part. Literally, yeah. I haven't been to a baseball game in a long time, right? What's a Cracker what Jack? Christ <laughs> does that have jack. to do I with... I was thinking about baseball, too. So what? I, well, I haven't been to a Cracker Peanuts Jack. Peanuts exist in a grocery store. I know, I know, but, like, I, I'm not, like, one to reach gets, for a bag of, like, shelled peanuts. He gets the shelled peanuts. No, I, I get for unshelled peanuts. If I ever get peanuts, which is never... Let's just be clear here. You get unshelled? No, I don't get peanuts. You don't get peanuts. Okay. And if I, But if I were, I'd get unshelled. Unshelled is like in their natural form, though, which you just said you didn't know. Oh, oh, oh. You oh. mean shelled. Like their wait, shell wait, wait, is wait. gone. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> are we saying that that shelled peanuts? Yeah. Are They have the shell? Oh, no. my giddy aunt. When, when wait, 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 wait. Hold the presses, Seth. Is, is, are so, you shelled? Know, is it okay. the verb shelled? Like you've shelled them? Like taken off the shelled is shelled. Yeah. Taken off the shell is shelled. So when you shell something, peanuts. it's remo- it's like the act of removing its shell. In the same kind of way that you shuck. 
shucked shucking corn. is for seafood and corn. and corn. Oh my god, it's for corn too. Yes. Isn't there it's a shucking oysters? Yes, it is. Yes, it's hey, for both of them. Oysters? That's shucking. when you open an oyster. Can oh, we cut this whole thing? Like, <laughs> okay, okay, listen, listen. I'm, I'm losing years okay, off of my life okay, here. Listen, listen. listen when you it's called a fucking you dictionary. Say... <laughs> 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 okay, hold on, hold on. When you say... No anger when we're talking about snack foods. This is a safe space. <laughs> it's not the snack foods. It's the, the shelling. Okay, you see? <laughs> okay, but when you say shelled... Um, let's okay. say shelled pistachios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the same thing? Yes. Okay, it means their shells shelled... have been removed. Okay, what about shelled sunflower seeds? Yeah, same, same thing. thing. Same thing? Are same you thing. sure? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I've been saying it differently my whole life, and now I'm kind of embarrassed, so... Don't be That's embarrassed. Okay. It's okay. That's okay. We all, we all say some weird stuff. I used to think it was lip sync for a really long time. So did I. So I mean, why would it be lip sync? Exactly. Lip-sync makes a lot it of makes, it makes more sense. When I heard what it was like supposed to be, i.e. sync and not sing, you know, I was upset for a long time. Yeah, there were upset. many years. I carry that anger oh, with me today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, beautiful. And not till like nine years old. Like I fully thought that until like, okay, maybe it was like till I was like 11. 18. No. I was probably like 17 when I learned that it was lip sync oh. or lip sync. What's another embarrassing thing like that you 14. thought for like way too long? Ooh. Most of, them, most of them have to do with topics that I can't really say on air. I mean, really I've honest. said bareback today and then acknowledged our Dean, so like <laughs> Sorry, oh, Alice. God. Anyway, please Sorry, cut Alice. please cut it. No, please I'm not cutting it. that. I refuse to cut that. Oh. That's going in. Hey, it could refer to it could refer, refer to riding a horse without a saddle. Okay. Bareback. Yeah, you're bareback in that horse. Were there horses discussed before? Yes. Gentlemen? No. We're gonna cut some horses in there. Just kind of horse. Just, just, just horse. Just horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, some embarrassing things, huh? But like Im- specifically things you thought wrong. Just for like a long wrong. time. Just, just like inaccuracies wrong. that you believed for quite some time. Okay, this one's really bad. This okay, one's really bad. I'm so glad you have one. Yeah. This I one's really one it's either. this one's really stupid and yeah. both of you are just gonna look all three of you, because we have Angie sitting here. No. Our studio audience. This is a safe space. No one's gonna judge. So my family, we didn't have a home computer. Um until, you know, when I was about what was I, about twelve or thirteen, then we, we finally got a home computer. I mean, to be fair, having one in the mid-2000s was not, you know, super commonplace. You know, a lot of people didn't have computers, but we got ours, right? And so, the first time my dad brought it home, um, because I'd been going to the library my whole life. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's Are you still a library goer? Um, no, actually. And I'm disappointed, because there's no library near where I live. There's Mm -hmm. like... I mean, there is one, the Albion Library, but, you know, I used to go there a bit, but it's like, I think you never live up to the Malvern Library. Shout out. Um, <laughs> if you're ever in East Scarborough, I oh, know you can't see the shout out. If you're ever in East Scarborough near Tapscott and Sewell's, I encourage you to visit the Malvern Library. It is the best library branch in all really? of so Toronto. 
it's wonderful. It has books. It has a nice seating place. Oh, books. Oh, oh, yes, of course. Um, it has a nice seating place. It has a little sort of sequestered off children's area. Nice. Um, <laughs> sequestered off. <laughs> so they stay there. Yeah, no, they just kind of, <laughs> No, unfortunately. But, um, and they have all the computers, and they have this nice sort of little glass room with a bunch of computers that, like, can be reserved for events if you want. Right. It's, it's an absolutely wonderful library bench. And I was just there this past summer, and that was the first time I'd been back there in, like, 15 years, really? right? Yeah, and it didn't change at all. Wow. It, there was nothing different. Wow. Hmm. Anyway, so bring back the computer, and I genuinely thought in my own home's computer I would have to put my library card to sign in. I mean, I don't think that's... Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's think incredible. that's, like, like, embarrassing. No, I it is. I was 12. I was 13. What the hell okay. do 12-year-olds know, though, realistically? Okay? Right? Like, I understand... <laughs> so, so. Yeah, truly. What did, what, like, 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 in all honesty, that one is reasonable. Yeah. No, yeah, it isn't. Like, it's like completely... also reasonable. No, like, no, no. I think so, too. The library card is completely unreasonable because it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> The French. Um, yeah, I don't think that's dumb. I feel like that's uh, based, like, like I feel like you came to that conclusion based on your prior knowledge. But it was still the wrong conclusion. Or even, there. like, movies where you see people, like, using cards and computers or, like, technology somehow. Okay, you assume I paid attention to movies way too, you assume I paid way too much attention to movies. At I'm that. trying to help your cause. Yeah, just go along with just nod and say yes. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Do you have one, Seth? No, I can't think I of can't any. I can't think of any either. I like the lip sync is definitely like the worst one. Mm -hmm. Like I, I that was very recently. There's, there's, there's certain phrases that people like certain songs. Phrase like songs is a big one, right? Like there's certain songs. I think there's. Tiny Dancer. Like, there's this classic <laughs> Tiny Dancer Okay, line. okay. Like, Tony Danza? No. Tony Danza. You know this. Pull yeah, closer. Tony Danza. Yeah, it's like... I love it. No, that's not the you word that people think that. You know, not, you know what I hate about that, though? You know what I absolutely hate about yeah, that? Is that That is literally one of my favorite songs. Mm. And it, it's, it really is the song that made me want to learn how to play the piano. Mm. Wow. And then, <laughs> and, you and then I learned about that. And every time I, uh, I think it's Tony. <laughs> so now Elton John and the piano have been tainted for you, yes. all because yes. of Tony Danza. Exactly. Tainted. No. Stop that. <laughs> Stop. That. We have to cut the Alice part. I no, dude. I really? Seth, really? I Thank will you. be murdered. You're graduating in a week and a half. It doesn't matter. She, she, like, I represent like, Yuxa. I'm going to cut this part. She's essentially irrelevant, okay, in your life. She's relevant. She remembered my name. You know how many That's people so remember my nice. name? That's so nice. She came up to me at the, like, okay, tangent. This She came up to me at the gala the other night. Oh, yeah, tell me about the gala. And she shook. Yeah, I'll tell you after this. <laughs> we'll talk about it in, like, yeah. But uh, she actually, like, came up to me and she's like, Hi, Kaylee. And she like put her hand out and shook my hand. What? She's like, so nice to see you again. And I don't remember any instance where I told her my name or like introduced myself. So she snooped you. She snooped me and she pronounced my name right. Because my name is spelled wonky. It's weird. Like, I don't know what my Kaylee, mom was yeah. thinking. I like the spelling. I like this. It's a nice spelling. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's, it's, um, it's better than like 
K A Y L I A or like something. L E I G H. Oh, like go. That's the like full a K Lay, you know? Full, go the full, um, go the full middle class white person route, you know? Right. K Lay. Yeah. <laughs> Michaela. No. Yeah. Yeah, Mikayla. actually. I knew a Michaela when I was growing up. Yeah. They were very nice. Shout out Michaela. She's listening to this. <laughs> My make like a, an acknowledgement section <laughs> for just like random people who are like low key, low key like irrelevant but also contributing a little bit. <laughs> random mentions. Shout out Michaela from fourth grade. <laughs> 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 Love you. <laughs> I don't even like, like what, under what circumstances would I ever interact? Like would would there are, there's no shot that like I would ever interact with that human being ever again. So I think I'm in the clear. I can say whatever I want about them. Whatever I want. Having said that, uh, <laughs> moving on. Hey, you never know. Okay. You never know. Okay, do we want to recover? Do we want to talk about mental health? I, th- I feel like we already have been, in a way. I mean, we've been just like, kind of regurgitating garbage, but like that's like our lives. But that's that's how we cope. I mean, okay, this podcast is basically is essentially a gigantic coping mechanism for the massive amounts of stress and anger that all three of us are feeling, because of the yeah. sheer lunacy of the post-secondary school system. I was just saying to Seth, it's a bit it's a bit masochistic, isn't it? Yeah, it we is. pay all this money for these yeah. people to tell yeah. us to it's do like a lot of work yeah. by a certain time and like <clears throat> if you don't turn it in, you start getting punished and like I'm the one paying for it. Yeah. Um and like it's like, it's like it's like the masochism with all the pain but without any of the sexual gratification. Right, that's exactly what I was going to bring so, up. Sex. Like, yeah. No, oh, but in uh, like like <laughs> Uh, so I, I was talking to Teresa about this. Shout out mm-hmm. Teresa again. <laughs> Shut, write that name down. <laughs> We're not apologizing to Teresa though. That's a different list. Um, I was talking to Teresa, and there's this like I was I I've haven't had this feeling. I just have this feeling of like I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm so sick and tired of this garbage. Like that's just the final year feeling. And I, I was like, she was like, you have senioritis. And I'm like, senioritis. No. I'm like, do you? No, I don't. Do you? Because I feel the same way, and I'm only in third year. Well, that's because you hang out with us though. Like, I feel like we, it rubs off on Also you. because I'm older than all also because Right. Older so you already <laughs> have existential dread for other right. reasons. You know? I'm already... The, a, de- the degree just contributes yeah, right, to yeah. it. Yeah. I'm already a crotchety curmudgeon. Crotchety. I don't even know what that is. Curmudgeon? Curmudgeon. It's like some old person who complains about everything and it's always mm. a bit unpleasant. Okay, now I know. Good. Anyway, so yeah. it's very clear to me it's that nice. I have... Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> it's very clear to me that I have senioritis. Yeah. And it's like, like I just, I'm just like, it's not that I'm done with school. I think I'm done with this program. Mm. I think like, again, I'm not taking a lot of good classes this semester. I'm taking like a stupid natural science course that I want to blow my brains out because I like have to take it for first year credit. And I'm also taking like minor courses or whatever. But I just, I like, there's, I don't know. Especially, even, even with like not being able to enjoy the time that I was for the middle two years because of COVID, I just am like, I clearly don't have the same motivation that like, it's like, I should be motivated to be writing my finals right now. Like they're all due in like two weeks. Right. But I don't, I don't have that motivation and I don't know where it's gone. But at the, anyway, the explanation is senioritis, which is just upsetting because. You know what? I don't know. Maybe it's funny. I, it, like, I know this was a joke and Ash was saying like, if we're going to be masochistic, like at least have some gratification to it. I was just talking to summer about this i'm gonna have to stop shouting people out because somebody got mad at me they're like i didn't you you said i didn't know what a fax machine was and i do 
Yeah, who was that person that said that? Shut up. <laughs> but, um, what was I going to say? Like, I think the reason we're all so exhausted is if you look at, like, COVID fatigue and the fact that we were all online oh and had to look at, like, black screen for, like, two years in a row, we didn't get any of, the, like, the social interaction mm. and the fun parts of university mm. and, like, hanging out and getting to see each other mm. for two whole years. Right. I think that just accelerated... Not only the senioritis, but also right. just like our general discontent for being in university anymore. Mm-hmm. Like everyone just wants to fuck off at this point. Yeah, I feel so, like yeah. I wonder whether or not like because of that like inability to have like that begin like that middle period where we didn't have like human to human contact. Yeah, that I once we did have human to human contact, I was just like so like people people people. You know what I mean? And now I'm just like dead. You're I'm drained. Just, like, drained. Yeah, because I like I like missed it so much that I was like went up to infinity of like this contact this in person running around doing things and now there's yeah. just feeling of being drained constantly and you know I, I have my problems with York University as an institution but I don't blame like like uh, that's too big I feel like that's too big I feel like it might be you can even or like yeah that might it may be the oh I finally have you know, it's like I finally have the ability to it. I'm using yeah. it to such, such an extent and now I crash. Because like our whole lives are kind of built on this balance of like we're studying or we're working, but at least there's good parts. We mm-hmm. get to see our friends. We get to like right. grow as people. But all of that has kind of been backloaded and now we're just expending all of that energy all at once. We're mm-hmm. also trying to do like well in school, but we have well, to like fit all of this. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then there's another part that <clears throat> I at least have experienced is that so because my first two years were in COVID, right? Mm. Right. And then, so this is the first year I've ever been on campus. Right, 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 right. Um, for, for my classes. And it's, it's a lot like the first year, right? But if you're having those, that first year experience in third year, you know, you never really learned how to manage that balance and that time right. of right. work right. and travel and oh, and things um absolutely. i know i didn't I've, yeah. I've been having like a really hard time this year doing that and you know i some a, a bit of my work has suffered from that and there's also that you know i'm in third year where you've been here for three years um yeah only only in person for one though like here, yeah so. so you're only in person for one and then that's kind of like your first year so you're still finding things out but the thing is is nobody gives a rat's ass right yeah like for first years there's so much support for trying to figure out the whole university experience for third years everyone's expected you're still there so nobody right. nobody cares yeah uh you know there's there's not a whole lot of services there's not a mm-hmm. whole lot of support for people who are trying to find their way through university for the first time but it's their third year exactly i kind of find like the transitionary period coming back to campus was done very it was just rushed yeah it was very abrupt like i i felt so stupid Mm -hmm. being in my fourth year like coming onto campus last semester and literally having to like ask somebody where the hnes building was Mm -hmm. but like i'm also like a fourth year so it's just a little it's just weird yeah no i i it's one of those things where i don't know i think also when you're a first year you have that luxury of not having so much of a workload you know (laughs) you have that luxury of uh like not not like i don't know like you can you can like relax a bit and you can like your you can slack off a little you can socialize a little and make friends a little and do all those things because in all honesty, 
your grades won't really like you can you can learn to manage you can like there's a lot of room for being mischievous yeah, yeah. and like you know exploring yourself exploring other things other than school also there is school but you know right. anyway so but now that now that ash is in third year right now that you're in third year <laughs> ash there's like this this sense that um i don't know like like you don't have the luxury of slacking off like exactly you have to be on all the time I, as opposed to when you someone's in first year yeah. you have that luxury of slacking off and being with friends and being whatever yeah and, I like I go to school. I hang out a bit, you know. I don't. I only hang out on breaks. Like let's say my Monday, I'm in class from nine thirty to five thirty. Yeah, completely. And these aren't, you know, first year classes where you can like sit at the back, nap through half of it, and still get most of right. the most of the course. Um, these ones you have you have to be on all the time. Yes. And, and what they require of you from the, the material, from the assignments is, you know, it's third year stuff. It, okay, I can get that. Right. But at the same time, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to manage that kind of, uh, that kind of workload with traveling and right. with, um. It's the addition of yeah. like. Like when you're at when you're at home with mm-hmm. Zoom, like there's a certain fatigue. But mm-hmm. like I you like I'm not there's I'm not spending like a couple hours hanging out with buddies during mm-hmm. the day, right? Like mm-hmm. I would have would have had to schedule that in the, mm-hmm. in the past, right? I would have been like, oh, like let's schedule to go mm-hmm. get uh, let's go take a walk outside or whatever. You know what I mean? Like COVID things. But now it's just like oh, like I guess I'll just hang out for a bit because mm-hmm. like that's obviously what I want to do. I don't want to sit behind my laptop and stare at a screen as I talk about screens, but I don't want to stare about, like, in front of a screen. I'd love to just sit in the yeah. office and, like, chat. Right. And, like, I don't have, like, how are you supposed to manage that chatting, that the travel mm-hmm. and the workload all together? And there's also also outside things that are now yeah. happening. There's a lot of more conferences that are happening and right. more, like, you know, you know, events. You know, there's this lunch and, and learn. Yeah. Pl- plug, uh, shout out. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. Um, and apologies experiential to education. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron, and shout out Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron, and also Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's also, you know, we all have lives outside school. Right. We all have stuff to do outside. Mm. Actually, I just want, I walked by the Baha'i Center. I didn't oh. know that was that building. I like, I was, was walking the area, I walked by mm-hmm. it a hundred times, mm-hmm. and I was like, I read it, and I was like, no way, the Baha'i Center, I know yeah, what that is now. Yeah, and no, I know what that is. No, it's, That's it's, sick. It's, it's, it's a bit of an unremarkable building, I'll admit. No, it's nice, it's a good place, it's a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the bookstore is open Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. If you ever want to stop by, sometimes I'm there on Saturday. I love Sorry, learning about religions. I don't know, like, I, you it's do. just so fun. Yeah, yeah. No, so do I. like I had this like ethics class when I was in high school, and we had to make this scrapbook about all the different religions that existed. Mm-hmm. Just like learning about them was so interesting, and I, I had never heard of Baha'i before, so. Yeah, it's really never, take a, never take a religion course in a university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never? Don't do it. Don't okay. I, if you're, I if you're actually why. interested in religion or in culture, don't don't take one. They're they're mm. all way too cynical and atheistic for to get a, an adequate grasp on yeah. it. Yeah. And it's not like coming from a neutral perspective. A lot of times it's coming from this bizarre academic perspective and at least to me, trying to apply, and this to any religion or faith or anything, trying to apply these sort of academic ways of thinking to it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Just, well, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. It's like two puzzle pieces that don't fit together, like science and religion, right? Well, funny you say that. Mm-hmm. Actually, Baha'is believe that science and religion work together. Mm. So do Jews, technically. 
Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. not so like screw you, Kaylee. No, well, no, you know. Safe space. <laughs> yeah, you're no. right. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's mostly just no, it's that okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard for me to take somebody seriously talking about religion when they don't have some kind of personal involvement right, in it. Mm. It, it comes across as this weird sort of detached, kind of almost condescending way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know I what I mean? I it, it, sure. It's the same thing with like anthropology and. Mm. Shout out anthropology. <laughs> oh boy. No, you can talk on it. Go for it. I I took I took an anthropology course okay. in my second year. Okay. Um, because I had who was a professor? Carl Schmidt. Oh, I don't know. I don't know them. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was it was it was okay. It was cool, but it did kind of highlight some of the things that I have with anthropology and studying culture and people. Mm. I I should say I'm having air quotes here. It mm. it comes it always comes across to me as this weird sort of. They're like, these people's entire lives and the way that they live their lives and the, the way that they've been right. doing it for thousands of years is like this sort of little subject to study. Oh, look at it. It's right. like this thing. Right. And they're like coming from the perspective that I have the knowledge and the ability to right. study these people's yeah. culture, despite right. the fact that they've been living it for thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so pretentious, right? It is. Like, Sorry. just because people lived before you, mm-hmm. does that make them less intellectual than you like it doesn't yeah, make sense yeah. to me I've, I've never really that's why i do find anthropology and like archaeology and you know the studies of the past very interesting but i also feel like we're not super well equipped to like make judgment mm-hmm. and pass judgment about people that have lived before us because mm-hmm. i don't know i mean look at egypt look at the aztecs look at all these things that are like super unexplained still to this day mm-hmm. and there was even like in the amazon there was a like a certain community, I can't remember um, what their name was, but they made this soil, they like engineered this soil that made the soil fertile in the Amazon because believe it or not, like rainforest soil is not actually great for harvesting like edible plants. So like corn and stuff like that. So they had to make this soil that was like better for harvesting food. And they just made that. Mm -hmm. Like that's crazy. And like scientists today can't really figure out how they did it. So, so yeah, lots to learn. From lots the past. to learn, <laughs> and lots to learn in a very sort of, sort of reciprocative way. You know, not sort of they're the subject, I'm the studier. Right. I should mention. I should mention that the, the your understanding of anthropology is is the past of anthropology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anthropology, for I mean, most of its existence has been very, very like racist and very like offensive mm-hmm. and very like ethnocentric and my studies is the first couple of years of what you learn is look at the <laughs> terrible things that anthropologists have done mm-hmm. right and they they like position it and there's and then the last half is like okay now the hell how the hell do you be an anthropologist with that in mind so there's definitely like a certain there's a you the what is important now and it's always changing is like this like you don't have this encompassing view mm-hmm. of these people you have your experience of the people that you lived that lived there, mm-hmm. and that is it. That experience is not finite. That experience is your experience. Right. That experience has to be something that like you just subject to against yourself. Someone else can go at a different time and it's a completely different experience, and that doesn't delegitimize your experience or their experience, right? There's not like this. 
oh, I have the, I have mm-hmm. the knowledge mm-hmm. kind of thing that yeah. existed in the past, right? Like mm-hmm. the perfect example is like France Boaz, right? Oh, um, Jesus. Or, or Malinowski <laughs> or whatever, right? Like, uh, what I forget the guy's first name, but Malinowski who went to like, you know, the, this place in the middle of whatever, you know, whatever indigenous community mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And he's like, look at how cool I am. Look how cool I am. And obviously that's like, very very offensive but now the yeah. the effort is total like it's how do you break those barriers how do you break that that tendency mm-hmm. very conscious and you know it has to be very conscious so right. i i would i would advocate for anthropology in that it it's done that in the past but it doesn't do it as much in the present hmm. yeah uh, i do but think glad like to hear that. yeah that's somewhat of a relief i feel like there's a lot of classes that i'm taking right now or have taken throughout this degree that do kind of touch on like unlearning old ways that were like not, you know, that were problematic. Um, but I remember taking this like research course in CJEP. So it's like college in Montreal. Um, but it was like QM basically. And we did a research project and didn't talk about positionality mm. or like biases at all. We talked about bias, but in like the scientific sense of the word and not so much like you know, how we know about positionality today. Mm. But um, it was nice then to like see in QM in this degree, which was ENBS 3010, I think, with Sarah Sarah Rots. Rots. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Sarah Rots. Shout out to Sarah Rots. <laughs> wow, we keep on just shouting out women. Look the list that. is long today and very feminine. To Love to see it. Except, no, yeah, we didn't. They were all bad when we talked oh, we about did, them. Did, did, are they dead? We're not shouting out dead people. No. <laughs> and I was going to say, like, at least I said people like anthropologists' names. Yeah, but they, they, were, they were bad people. Right, right. We all like a problem list and like a good list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a list. Yeah, a right. naughty same. list. Wow. Um, I forget I forget what my point was. Your point was about positionality. <laughs> right. I'm glad they're teaching positionality as part right. of like research methods today because I think that's super important and it kind of lends to the unlearning process of like, you know, structures that existed before that were problematic and right. like had like gave like researchers a superiority complex right. over the their quote unquote subjects. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's also in a uh, class I had. I, I'm actually taking it right now um, by with Stephen Tuft. Shout out to Steve. Oh. The first man. <laughs> that man. He broke the streak. Um, <laughs> that was quick. So, oh, I don't know if you would like me calling him Steve. Shout out to Dr. Tufts. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but it's called geographic thought, right? And mm. he's teaching about, you know, how did geography, especially human geography, come to be the way it is? And, you know, what are the different kinds? And, right. You know, it is, it's not, you know, a clean science. You know, right. there's there's a lot of people... You know, what's his name? The central place theory guy that I can't... Chris Dollar. Okay. Chris... Something Chris Dollar, who's a German guy. Which is important because his theories of urban development and, mm-hmm. like, his hexagons right. and things... I don't know if you, either of you have heard of that. Mm-mm. Are you going to talk about ghettoization? No. Nazism. Okay. <laughs> Close. Close. But, no, he was a Nazi. And the Nazis used his theory of central place theory and the hexagons and how mm-hmm. urban stuff is built to develop their sort of ideal right. world and city right. and that it would city that they yeah made. what was that called i can't remember Ugh, there's crap whatever it doesn't matter but that, yeah, yeah. That city. and it was 
you know, or um, what's her name? Ellen Semple. Okay, we're going to go on air and say Ellen Semple was a lunatic. Okay, <laughs> I, I have in my notes, she was on drugs. Nice. Like, I, I fully believe she was on Once. something. All of them. <laughs> like, whichever was the worst one you could get back in the 1850s, she was on. Yeah. Um, Damn. She was like an environmental determinalist. Um, which is like the environment determines your, like a certain people's kind of attitude and things. Okay, like let's say she was saying, you know, people who lived in the mountains would be more industrious, but they would have like less tolerance for heat or something or mm-hmm. okay. no it wasn't even that sane. Hold on. Let me let me get up my get up my notes just to see what the hell she said. Cause it was it was it was whacked. <laughs> okay. Um Usually I have the book in my backpack, but I don't have it today. Uh, what is this? The Quantitative Revolution. Is it like a compilation, the book you have? Or is it just Ellen Semple's work? No, it's a, it's a book about geographic thought. Okay, so okay. They just mentioned Ellen Semple. Um, dark, was it in Dark Geography? Um, anyway, the point is, is she was saying stuff like, you know, some people would be... Um, What's that? It w- environmental determinism was later used uh, to justify slavery. Yeah. Um, you know, people born in certain regions of the world were, you know, they would say they were like lazy right, and indolent. Like yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah kind of like that. So, and I appreciate the course for say for showing how you know it's not all roses and honeysuckles in the world of geography you know there's a lot of there's a lot of crap going on we have to we have to realize that and like i said unlearn unlearn some of those things some of those biases and some of those just awful ideas Mm. that are still they're still present Mm. their environmental determinism made a comeback in the last few years because of you know extreme environmentalism yeah right yeah no, it's very interesting. I, I feel like people still to this day, and I think I'm probably included in this, is are like <coughs> big thinkers of science as just completely objective and oh. like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just untouched by th- like biases and like, oh, well, if science says that's how something works, then that's how it works. Yeah, no, I... I mean, you know? I, I gotta be honest with you, the, one of the bigger classes that, again, like, I don't know if it was a dream. Mm, crap, it might have been a dream. <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know. I don't even Continue, know though. anymore. Yeah, you know, university I feels. I had like a memory. I had, I just had a memory that I don't think was actually real. Anyways, I was like, there was some circumstances where I was like sitting in science or something. Oh, it's to- it was totally a dream. Anyways, besides the point. When the only like, Again, like, science has this nice, clean, like, it's very clean, or supposedly clean, right? And it's so fun to poke holes in that, you know? Like, it's so yeah. fun to just sit there and be like, You're si- like, science is not so clean, you know? Like, it's not so fine. And, like, you know, I, I, there's no point in it being finite, right? Especially in what we learn. Like, the environmental crisis doesn't exist in some sort of clean finite like there's no right right like it's so and as, why is that the case is because it's like humans like the mm-hmm. this environmental crisis is a human crisis like it is it doesn't exist 
apart from humans, right? Like sustainability is a human thing. Right. And, you know, it's it, obviously humans aren't <laughs> clean, right? Like, like not in like the literal sense, but in like yeah. the figurative sense of like clean cut, organized, like that doesn't exist. There's yeah. no, there's nothing like that in the reality. And I think, I think that's why it's so evident now that like we can't rationalize the environmental crisis and like things that are these like wicked problems basically like we can't use clean cut organized mechanistic mm-hmm. systems that deal with like you know the small parts of an issue or like try to break down a problem into like these littler things that we can solve i just don't think that's that's one of the way things, to go that's one of the things i challenge when it comes to systems thinking is this whole like systematic approach to it and one one something i was toying with earlier in the semester when i had more emotional space to most emotional and mental capacity to like critically think um was when like we were talking about these things and like you gotta have whatever it's like interdisciplinary and blah 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 and lots right. of people and i was thinking and i'm like all right I, I was having whatever emotional, whatever, I was like feeling whatever emotions, and it was difficult for me to come to whatever conclusion of what was causing those emotions, right? Mm. It was from whatever various causes or whatever, and eventually I came to the conclusion, but it was only after whatever amount of time of like, like just allowing myself to process it, right? And something I was curious about is how does, not only like systems thinking, but just the environmental crisis as a whole, how do we handle like complex human emotions? Right, like, mm. like human emotions that are so complex that the humans themselves don't even understand them. Right. How is how is anyone? And obviously that exists, right? To say that, like, like, like whatever. He gave the example of the works he did in Ch- on the Chennai River. Shout Bunch out did. Martin Bunch, Martin by the Bunch. way. <laughs> um, but he, um, you know, like whatever. Like there were communities, people, and they right. had the community. I'm guarantee that there were circumstances, especially when you are dealing with communities mm. that like, you know what I mean? Any just humans, there are I guarantee circumstances that that the emotional implications for the decision makings, like why they want what they want, they don't understand because it's so mixed up in emotion. You know what yeah. I mean? And how are they how is anyone? I don't understand my own emotions. I don't understand anything. I right. just like today I'm like sad, today I'm happy, right? And I try to understand it and but it takes time and it takes skill. And mm-hmm. as someone who's just an outsider as a researcher, how am I supposed to understand the complicated like the complicated emotions that those people have? I don't And understand. it's not only just understanding those emotions of those people, but it's also those people being able to vocalize what right. they're even feeling, right? right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the big issues with systems thinking is that it it <laughs> Chat out Martin Bunch. <laughs> what was I just gonna say? Oh my god. Your big problem with systems thinking Yeah, is that it assumes that we can even see all the variables right. in a situation. Like it does it does acknowledge that there's inherent uncertainty, uncertainty right? within any system. But I also think it's a little bit it's reaching to say that we'll ever be able to understand all the things right. that happen within right. a system and all the things that can be affected if we, you know, institute a new variable within yeah. a system. Yep. And I just, I, I don't know. That, like, if we're talking about interdisciplinary, I went to this gala recently, like Shut three up, days ago, um, that was no. held by Pollution no, too Probe. Much, too much. 
No, because we weren't invited. We're not yeah, right. Sorry, guys. I was barely invited. I made it. On, I made it in there on a technicality. Okay, we didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. It's okay. Well, you weren't invited. Yeah, you weren't invited. Just you two? No. Yeah, just us two. Well, I hope you guys had fun. We did. I'm sorry I missed it. Um, no, we're sorry. sorry. We're I'm sorry. sorry. You missed it too. Yeah. <laughs> you would have had more fun there than at our I really party. honestly think that like the open bar was the best thing about this conference. How many? How many alcohols did you have? I had f- three. I think I had three alcohols. That's it. On an open yeah. bar, you can go higher than that. I. You know, and what's shitty of me is that I only drank white wine the whole night. And there was an RBC, like a financier that was like networking with us for a little bit. And she had like a whole ass rum and coke. And I'm like, I should get one of those. And I never did. Damn it. I'm proud of you. I'm not. I should have really taken up with my alcoholic (laughs) side. That no. was the opportunity. It was free. No, you know? It was a good okay. white wine. It's, it's good. It was, it it's was good decent. That you, it's good when you decent. don't drink. I, I support when you when you drink less. Um, thank you, I think. I'm the other devil on the other shoulder, and I support when you drink more. Yeah, he's right up there with, like, my alcoholic side, mm-hmm. honestly. Okay. I, uh, Could you imagine on your shoulders there's an ash on one side <laughs> in, like, a fairy outfit, and then on the other side there's me. Hey, okay, everybody. So, so today we're not going to be drinking too much. <laughs> All right, I like everybody. your angel voice. It would oh, be no, convincing. Oh, no, my angel voice is terrifying. Okay. That's my fairy voice. Oh, okay, a fairy. Gotcha. Oh, right. Have you seen what, like, angels are supposedly... Like, biblical angels? Yeah, like, biblical angels? Have you seen that shit? No. That shit's scary. Wait, I want to see that Biblical illustrations of biblical angels? Google illustrations of biblical angels, what angels are supposedly supposed to look like in the Bible. What what are these based off of? The Bible itself. Yeah, like, there were descriptions. Written descriptions, I think. Yeah. Of the eye thing. Why? Why? Why is, do I not know that on a dated like? Well, it was in the New Testament, not in the which, Torah. Yeah, which so. you don't, which you don't follow. Uh, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. We should. We probably should have clarified that. No. What did you Google? Biblical angels. Um, just do eyes at the end of that search. <laughs> no, that, that should do it. There we go. That should do it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so fucking cool. Is that not fucking terrifying though? Well, see, the thing about that is though, is from studying, you know, the Bible and certain other religious writings, um, I kind of think it's maybe because, you know, we as people cannot in any way comprehend what the hell one of those angels actually is. So in our limited mind, you know, whenever you see something you don't understand, you're automatically afraid of it. Right. I know I am. Yeah. You know. Um, So I think maybe this is just the limited way that we're able to describe something as esoteric as uh, Mm. the angels appearing to these people in that biblical sense. You know, it's it's not really it's not really something you can say, like, you know, this this Mac. This Apple computer right in front of me just kind of <laughs> plopped down here and was like, "Be not afraid. This is God's message." Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, mean, I hope I, I hope I'm not getting kicked straight to hell for that one, but no, you know. You're good. <gasps> I'm already at York. Your so. shoes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you. You didn't tell me. Mm. So I charged on that day. My throat was 
horrible by the end of it. It was so grating. And Your throat? Yeah. By the well, end it was of like that a, day. It was like a windy, cold day it when was. you went. And I was already feeling not good the whole day. Um, that's where this is, what you know, this is, that's where this is coming from, you know. Oof. Yeah. Anyway, I went all the way down there. But the thing is, they were so nice on the phone that yeah, I couldn't, that yeah, I was they... like... So I went down there and <laughs> I went to the Eaton Center. It was no fun because I was alone and I don't like being in places like that alone. I like yeah, having right. company with me. Um, yeah. And I went to the store and exchanged it. There was a bit of trouble with like the computer not reading the thing, but the, the guy was really nice who was behind the counter. And That's everything. good. That's really nice. And they, yeah, they just exchanged it. So shout out to College Springs Customer Service. Very nice. Shout out College Springs Customer Service. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the, in the Eaton Center, the one on the second level. Second level. Yeah. Shout out second level College Springs Service. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, <laughs> we were talking about angles. I've never seen anything like that in my whole life. Well, no, you haven't because them. no, the because the angels would only appear to prophets. So why would they appear to you? Well, I mean, like, let's just, like, why Why is the de- current depiction, like, why is the depiction of angels that you see in Renaissance paintings and Renaissance architect, like, Renaissance whatever, why is that not, why, like, where did they get what they got? I mean, obviously, I know what they got, what they got, but why? Well, even in, like, Michelangelo's Hand of God, mm-hmm. and, like, even in how the Bible and, like, other religious teachings are kind of being more digestible for kids, you know, like... If you think of God right now, like how a kid would maybe think about God, like the Christian God, I personally picture like a white dude, like an old white dude with like a big gray beard, like, Jesus, like, like very Dumbledore, yeah, Santa Claus esque, right? No, no, See, that's that's really interesting because you know, as Baha'is were taught, you know, from the beginning, you know, God is completely incomprehensible. Right. So when I think of God, it's just kind of a non-corporeal entity. Yeah. I can't imagine what God is or what it isn't. I, know? I know even in Islam, it's actually considered forbidden mm-hmm. to try to portray God. Mm-hmm. So like you're not even supposed to draw him. You can mm-hmm. be you can be like executed yeah. mm-hmm. in some countries if you try to portray God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or Muhammad, I think, too. Yeah. I both, think both. Because the, um, they consider that a kind of idolatry. Right. right? Um, right. Like as Baha'is, we can't portray God or either Baha'u'llah or the Baal. We mm-hmm. can't our our manifestation, our prophets. We can't do that. Right? Mm-hmm. So when you worship your the entities mm-hmm. you worship, what does that look like? Our worship is generally private. Okay. We don't have like congregations, prayers. Only the only time we have congregation is at a funeral. When okay. We say really? a congregational prayer for the dead, but. Other times, it's it's just individual. We're told to do it in the privacy of our own chamber to pray and to worship, and that it's it's something that's so just between you and you know the spiritual realm that you can't really do it in the presence of any, or you can't do it for you can do it like in somebody else's presence, but you can't do it for somebody else. You know, like okay. you can't say a prayer in, you can say a prayer for someone, but you can't say a prayer in place of someone. That's what I'm meaning to say. Okay. So like, I can say a prayer for you, mm-hmm. but I can't say a prayer in your place. Kind of like, you know how. Right. Say, so like in terms of like, when a, a priest yeah. leads a prayer in a Catholic mass, yeah. for example, and he said like, and he says, like, let us pray yeah. or something like that. So there's nothing like no, that in your religion. We don't have priests. Okay. Right. Yeah. 
So what does the Baha'i Center look like for you guys? Like what goes on there? Um, generally just kind of community events. Okay. You know, um, we have things like uh, a lot of that's going on now are like children's classes where like you teach stuff like, um, you know, how to be a good child in your community, you mm. know, how not to be a little cretin. <laughs> um, <laughs> how not to be a curmudgeon in training. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't know where I went. <laughs> you've been hanging around with, hang around with us too much. No, no, you've been hanging around with us. No, 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 hey, no, 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 no. I've been hanging around me too much. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a mood. That's too much. Too much spare time with the old self. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Wait. No. And now, though, as we've said, there's not enough spare time with the old self. I know. We've grown apart. You need to go mm. on a long walk on the beach, you know? Really? Yeah. That's kind of nice. Speaking of which, okay, here's a question to the two of you, because you're not from here. What, in your opinion, is the best place to go walking along La- Lake Ontario? Hmm. I don't know if it's Lake Ontario. You can't miss it. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, like, I don't know if the particular place I'm thinking of is in fact bordering Lake what Ontario, Sandbanks Provincial. No. Yes. But I also recently. Actually, yes, it is. I'm sorry. I was thinking in Toronto. It is. It, is yeah, it, it Lake is. Ontario? Okay. And then the other place, because recently Sandbanks, um, and by recent I mean like 2018, 2019, <laughs> when I last went, um, it wasn't that great. It was like very busy, and there was a lot of algae that year. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it wasn't the best beach to walk along. But I went to Coburg. Um, in place of sandbanks, and that was quite nice. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. What about you, Seth? I haven't walked around. I haven't walked much of uh, Lake Ontario. But not enough. Good, not good enough is the ocean for uh, you, huh? I mean, it smells nice. I know we've all smelled the ocean here. We all know what the ocean smells like. So wow. 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 Thank you. Wow. See what I mean? It's reciprocal <laughs> bullying here. But Seth, you know, Seth somebody gives has it to just end as it. Well, as he can take it. Someone has to end I it. I appreciate guys. that, Seth. I do. You're welcome. You're welcome. This that is just going to be an one. endless cycle of violence that I'm adjacent to. <laughs> just this whole this semester. Ooh, Martin, how do we stop it? Listen, like I don't. I mean, in all honesty, I've been spoiled. I've been spoiled rotten when it comes to beaches, um, like even lake beaches. Like I'm spoiled rotten because mm. I like you know like like I'm I I mean you know I'm spoiled rotten yeah. so I never really loved any of the beaches against Ontario like any of the lakes that have been here there's like um there's like Simcoe I went to a ba- beach around Lake mm. Lake Simcoe that's like where the biggest. where in Lake Simcoe uh not like like you can see Barrie mm-hmm. but it's further it's like far away from mm. from Lake anyways it's mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. yeah no wait what what lake is like Barrie on. <coughs> Lake Simcoe, yeah. You're on you're on the right leg. Is that true? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so but Lake Ontario, I don't know. Like I feel I feel like the like I just enjoy I enjoy the city. I enjoy like the city area, you know, walking around the city that touches like I haven't mm-hmm. been to I've never been to the island. I've never been to Toronto Island. You're not missing much. No, I've heard it's kinda nice. Mm. I think there's a lot of activities for like young <laughs> families. I'm I don't really that. fit into that demographic, and I don't think you guys I do like either. I like walking in, like, 
forests. Well, you're not going to get too much yeah. of that on the island. I mean, I've been there. I had a friend who lived there. Um, and we really? That's kind of cool. I'd love to live there. No, you wouldn't. Um, that's true. That's also What's cool. the commuting like? What's like the transit situation? Well, it's the probably transit shit. situation is like the ferry. So oh, they had a they had a that van. could be nice. They had a, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like every time you want to go grocery shopping, ferry, and then like they I had would I would actually starve. <laughs> like I would eat my neighbor. What are the other options? Taking like leaving my house, <laughs> leaving my whole island and, and to go is, get groceries. And, yeah, and the thing is, they don't even get a discount on the ferry. Oh, that's oh, tough. Full price. Full bloody. It's like four or five bucks a ticket. Oh my gosh! There back or just there? Just one way. I don't know. I haven't been on it in like years, but wow. You're right. I would. Well, this is hardly <laughs> this is hardly advertising and do you know how for we, them. Oh, oh! Now that you mention it, do you know how you get to live there? No. Are that you selected? So do you have to like go on a waiting list? Is yes. Like a co-op? No. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. No. Um. <laughs> so there's a you get a lease. And it's a 99-year non-transferable right, lease. Right, right, right. 90? 99. 99? Yeah, 99-year non-transferable lease. But you are selected from a lottery. So. Why are they, like, gassing this up like it's the best thing ever? And then the, charging people $5 to get on the Because if you don't theory. actually like going to the group, like, if you don't have, like, responsibilities... Well, I mean, like, if you have the ability to, like, stay on an island and, like, go to the grocery, your event is, like, going to the grocery store once a week, then it's freaking awesome, right? It's, like, this really small community, right? Like, it's, like, this really tight-knit community that's, like, really nice and, like... Hmm. I wonder if Bruce is listening to this. Who? My friend. friend who lives on the island? I wonder if she still lives there. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways. Have her come on as a guest. Talk about the island culture. Yeah. The oh, Toronto boy, I Island. Haven't, I haven't seen her in 12 years. Okay. Oh, okay. Interestingly, we'll cut this bit out. Okay. I, I'm going to genuinely ask you to cut this bit yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, um, But her husband was actually Aviva's elementary school teacher. Wow. wow. That's a small world. I know. Aviva lives up on the Danforth. Yeah. It's funny. There's, like, clusters of places where people <laughs> live in our program. Like, all three of us literally get off at Wilson. Mm-hmm. Summer's up at Shepherd. Um, Quinn and Aviva, Quinn live and Aviva right next are to both each other. on the Danforth. Like a station so apart from yeah. each other. Really? Yeah. And like I'm just finding like everybody found out just this semester. And and interesting, even more interestingly than that, um I the house where I was born and grew up in for, for a bit of my life, first few years of my life, was right near where Aviva lives right now. Wow. Mm. On the Small on world. the Danforth. I've never been to the Danforth. Guys, I know. I'm sorry. Maybe I have on accident. I don't know. No, it's okay. I've seen pictures. I mean, uh, okay. It's there's just like, out of the there's, way for me. A there bit. is it a is, very nice is. park that kind of <coughs> the park overlooks the city skyline. So, like from yeah. the top of the hill, which is like a nice tobogganing spot, nice picnic and like sunset watching mm-hmm. spot. And then they've also got like a great. And this is all from like one picture that Quinn shared that I'm describing this to you. But she says she like goes on walks and stuff, and it's really nice. They've got a good trail. But, um, yeah, it overlooks the city, which I thought yeah. was nice. There's a nice uh, park, Taylor Creek Park. Um, is there, like, Aviva knows what's that. going on there? Like, what is it? It's just like? a park. It's just a, it's a pretty generic park. But, I mean, okay, you know how people say, like, there's a lot of, like, culture and shit along the Danforth? <laughs> um, like, Greektown's fine. 
Um, they have that whole festival of the Danforth. I don't know. We, my, my family and I went there a couple of times. It was a bit... Hmm. It was a bit mid, if I'm going to say. <laughs> That's fair. It was a bit, it was a bit mid. Um, I didn't really vibe with it. Nothing against Greek people. I love Greek people. I love Greek food. I love that. But, like, the fe- I'm talking about the festival itself. Okay. Yeah. Not the subject matter. Yeah. Um, on a complete, on, on, on a bit of a related tension, there was this Greek restaurant once or, uh, near where I live. It was on Queen Street. And, um, my God, the fries were good there. Mm. Nice. Greeks know how to make their fries. Yeah. And, so and Belgians. Really? Belgians. Yeah, so Belgians. I have a friend who's oh. Belgian. I'm going to ask him. They're, they're, I think the, the fries are Belgian. Like, I think French fries are Belgian. Or maybe they're German. They're not French. They're that's not French. that's all I know with certainty. But yeah, there's like when like mm. oh French. Oh, French Do you know what Americans wanted to change the name French fries to? So like yeah, yeah, in, in like before. the 50s or something, freedom fries yes. because they wanted it to wow. be American. Not I I love that so I love, much. Yeah. I love the U.S. I do too. Like just it's so ridiculous yeah. that it's good. You it's, know, it's, it's just a, it's just a good time. Yeah. It's gone to the point where it's so... Like, you have to laugh, you know? Yeah. You have to laugh, and sometimes the U.S. is how you laugh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's true. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, no, I similarly agree. Can we go back to religion? Because I want to ask you. Okay. Like, you're... Recently, you're the only Jewish person I know here. Recently? Like, because I have, I have, like, a lot of Jewish people I know from back home. Mm. Um, but you're... I pretty sure like the only jewish person i know from here yeah (laughs) and the west island of montreal which is where i grew up is like a very big hub for the jewish culture Um, basically every mordecai richler book is based there Mm. yeah (laughs) i can't say if it's like the west island specifically but definitely montreal yeah yeah a lot of jews a lot of jews yeah (laughs) so like what so like what was (laughs) my question was (laughs) what's your like what's your relationship with your religion are you very much like a practicing mm. Jew? Mm. Uh, good questions. Um, let's see. I am religious. I'm not like, um, I'm observant. Mm. Um, Judaism is, um, again, Judaism is not like a system of beliefs. Um, it's not like I have to subscribe to the um, minutia that exists within the religion. Like, good word. Like that, use. that was a good I word. Did, yeah. I'm impressed. Oh, oh, yeah. Give me the got, tingles. Oh, <laughs> oh got some Seth, you're, being, you're being saucy today, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, no, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I find, like, I observe in the sense that, like, um, I observe certain holidays. I follow those holidays. I identify as Jewish. I'm proud of identifying as Jewish. Hmm. Um, in terms of it affecting my day to day, it's minimal. Um, Judaism is like very unique in that it like is not just a religion, but also like a ethnicity in a way. Right. So like you know, there's Jews that are like uh, like exist. Like you know, for example, there's movie stars that are Jewish. And they're not like religious in any way, shape, or form, but they're still Jewish. Yeah. And that's because it's like in part also like a ethnicity, and there's it gets very, very complicated. Um, but for me, essentially, I practice holidays. I'm not very religious. Um, there, are, everyone has their opinion, as everyone knows. Religious people have opinions. Um, <laughs> but 
<laughs> I yeah, oh, we're full of them. <laughs> I had a bar mitzvah when I was thirteen. Mm. I went to Jewish summer camp. Um, I know prayers. I don't do prayers every day, um, but yeah, I mean, I think like I t- use the religion as a mode of finding purpose. Like, I think there are certain things that the religion provides for me that are meaningful. Um, you know, like there are certain practices like that's essentially what Judaism is is a right. set of practices that will give you you know eventually you're supposed to find God or whatever but you know you're supposed to conduct these practices and like do them re- like religiously but you like you do them and like through that you're supposed to find meaning and I think there are certain things that I follow that I find meaning in Right. Um, but there's also certain things that I'm like, I, that's absurd, and I refuse to do that, right? Like, yeah. there's certain rules that I'm like, oh, that's just absurd. And that also is what Judaism is. Like, there isn't, like, I'm not less Jewish because I don't do that. Well, mm-hmm. some people think I'm less Jewish, but for the majority of people, there's just kind of like, like, just because I don't do that, follow that thing, like, that doesn't mean I'm any less Jewish than you are. Mm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think especially growing up Christian, I was always taught that like, you do have to follow things relatively to a T. Mm. And there are some things or some practices that make you less like Catholic. Mm. Like you're mm. you're a worse person for not having done things a certain way. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know, have you heard the saying Catholic guilt before? Yeah. That's sure. like a real thing. Yeah. Especially in like the Catholic denomination. I'm not, I can't really speak to other Christian denom- denominations, but um, I do like that it seems like your religion is more just a value system for you. Because right. I think at its base, that should be what religion is, is just something that makes you think twice about doing shitty things and like keeps you, keeps you, keeps you honest, keeps <laughs> right. you being a good person. Right. And don't get, you me, know? don't get me wrong. Like Judaism is very much so a faith, a, a faith. It is a faith. There is belief right. within Judaism. There is certain, but there's thousands of years of, of atheist Jews, Jews that are atheists, like that aren't believers, but still are Jewish. And that is a, that is, has existed for thousands of years. Yeah. It's not like a new thing where like, you can be Jewish, but not believe. Hmm. There isn't like this necessity to believe in certain things. Which... When you say believe, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you say believe, are you talking specifically about God? You could, that is one of the examples. God, um, God. You don't have to believe in God to be Jewish. You don't have to believe in, you know, the 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 whether or not you know like this whether or not the universe. Like you don't have to believe in the universe was created by God in seven days, right? Like you can hmm. also believe in uh, evolution and like all of these things, right? Like, you don't have to believe that, like, you can, like, read the Torah. You don't have to believe it verbatim in order to be Jewish. There's, like, mm. right? Like, but if you want, like, there is, that is something that's promoted, but it isn't required. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, and a lot of what Judaism talks about is that constant conversation. So. Hmm. <coughs> that's really cool. Yeah. <coughs> I, um, I think when I think of, like, my childhood like I was very um active in the community like with my church (coughs) like I was like a church on Sundays kind of family um really yeah yeah, yeah. like I went to church religiously Um, (laughs) oh now I'm gonna have to do one right Right. it's okay we'll set you up for one a a low ball you know (laughs) um what was I saying yeah like I've been, I've been confirmed. I've, d- I've been baptized, confirmed. Sorry, baptized, communion, 
confirmation. I don't know. I struggle a little bit with, like, afterlife concepts, too. But I don't know. I, I know you don't, like... You know, <coughs> I know. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go off a bit here. But, you mm -hmm. know, there's this general sense in a lot of, you know, religious communities. Um, I won't say mine is immune to it, right. you know thinking of you know sort of sex as this like taboo thing and i personally i don't think it is i it's just it just is it, it i mean it's a thing it's a thing people do it's a thing we all you know most yeah. of us will do at some point in our lifetime it's not meant to you know it's not some you know dirty little secret to me at least it's right. not like something that should only be discussed around right. closed doors and stuff i mean obviously not be you know vulgar or or intrusive or <coughs> offensive about it but right. you know there's no reason to shy away from talking about these yeah. things at least to me no i agree i agree yeah. I, I know i know you I agree you just you just demonstrated you agree no i i do agree as well i think um i think your upbringing also has a lot to do with how you look at religion um like i know what's in the books for religions and you know what's preached in religious institutions is maybe a little different than um, how like family values align with that and I know my parents were always like I never felt guilty about being like a bad Catholic around mm -hmm. my parents like they were always very understanding and in terms of sex it, w it was always just like a thing where they in encouraged me to just make my relationships meaningful mm. and just to not like just to not squander like not only your own, your own self-respect but just like how you treat others and like right. what you want from other people right. in that sense so not to totally yeah. shame people that look just for sex for sex. Yeah, yeah. Not to shame anybody mm. for any of their sexual preferences. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. I like, what were can we I talking about? <laughs> something up, though? Yeah. Okay, before um, we do. Okay. Do we want to take a, b a break just to go pee, or do we, want, do we not want to take what a break? What time is it? We could take a break. It's 5.30. Ooh. Damn, spicy. I'm do you want to take, like, a two-minute <laughs> break? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's take a two-minute okay. break so I can go pee, and then we'll come back. Okay. Okay. All right, so we're back after a little break. Um, we are going to talk about our serious topic that was mentioned at the beginning, um, <coughs> because that's how we do things. We talk about that the stuff that's things. mentioned at the beginning at oh, the yes. end. <laughs> and if this is not we're very a, serious. if this is not like very serious, sorry, if this is not emblematic of our of the discussion of the topic of our discussion, yes. our own mental health, I don't know what is. <laughs> yes. So. Sorry to string all you guys along through our brain processes. <laughs> it's probably really messy. You're welcome. But we've had to live with us for a long time. How many years? Have, how old are you guys again? Just um, kidding. Where I'm were you when 9-11 happened? Wow. I was wow. alive. Wow. Mm -hmm. I was alive. Mm -hmm. Where was I? Couldn't tell you. My mom could tell you. Shout out my mom. <laughs> Shout out Seth's mom. I knew it was coming. Uh, um, okay, so, so what is the topic? Mental illness yes. and mental health. And I want however like, you, however you want to frame it. Yeah, that's up to you. Yeah, um. I feel like this whole podcast we've kind of like talked about our struggles with as of recently. Right. Like I feel like I don't know. Like at this time of year, like this time of year is very strugglesome. And we talked about at the beginning of the podcast about yeah. how like this tire we're just like overtired. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. If it, if Do we have any? Should like, should we talk about like some coats? tips? Yeah, some personal advice maybe. Or things that work I don't for know us. I have like I know it works for me. Yeah, and I can only speak to that. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean that's all anybody can speak. to. That's fair. Well, let's disclaim it all then. Right, We're not one. medical professionals, but maybe we can share some 
things that help us when we're not feeling our best. Yeah. 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 Why don't you start? Me? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Like, I know that this isn't, like, a thing that a lot of people agree with. Um, because I know there's like, oh, people have their opinions on the matter, mm, but every so morning, <laughs> every morning I go for a run mm. and I find that it uh, like, I find physical exercise mm. to be very helpful. Yeah. Um, I don't listen to music. I don't listen to anything. I just run. And there's something about it that's so meditative hmm. that, you know, I'll wake up in a mood that doesn't matter the mood. And I'll be able to process things better just because I give myself, you know, two hours in the morning, you know, of of like just like the routine of running and then like getting ready to run. And it's all very meditative and then taking the shower afterwards. You know what I mean? Like it's all very meditative. And I find that, it, you know, it I'm not saying go for a run, but just physical exercise is one of those things where I just like just go for a walk, you know, like go outside or whatever. And it's so meditative and not like again like this is relates back to like the computers where i feel like so much of my life is like ding 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 like there's so much like input and it's so like digital and like like it's not like i'm reading books 24 7 it's like i'm like sitting and like listening to music on my airpods mm. and like staring at my screen and it's just like feels so counter to like human existence digital in my opinion and when i can like when you when i do physical exercise of any sort it's just a and I so emphasize, like, get away, like, get away from the digital. Like, yeah. don't put, even, like, audio is okay. Like, I think I can listen to a podcast or, like, listen to some music. But just, just don't, like, get, just get, like, it allows for that separation of getting out, doing something that isn't, like, visual. It's just kind of mindless in a way, but also soothing. Right. Um, yeah. And that's something that I rely on very heavily hmm. to, to, yeah, to, to decompress, I think, largely. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I feel the same way about like physical activity just because I came from a point where I was playing soccer maybe three or four times a week mm. to getting injured mm. and literally like climbing the walls because mm. I just didn't I had I had extra energy and like I don't know whatever you go through in the week you like have frustration right. you're feeling like stuck with your homework or whatever right. the fucking case is but right. like I didn't have any outlet for that anymore. And I was literally, it was like turning me into a bad person, I feel like. Because there was just like stuff I was going through that I wasn't able to expel, kind of. I don't know if that's like a good way to put it. But yeah. yeah. I, definitely, uh, I definitely vouch for like physical activity of any kind, whether it's just like a walk, like Seth said. And just going outside too, like getting a change of scenery is so helpful. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to mention for my advice would be to like, especially for girls for women i think it's important to do something that makes you feel strong like i think there's a lot of emphasis on like body image in the in terms of like looking a certain way or like for an aesthetic function but i think to train or to do something that makes you happy or to feel stronger is very beneficial i think that's like one of the main changes i made personally in terms of like how i looked at my body image and it was just so, it was honestly like it was healing for me because mm. I feel like, I feel like we're told a lot about how we're supposed to look, but not about like not too much about how we're supposed to feel or like how, you know, our bodies can, how much our bodies do for us. Yeah. So just like find something you can do that kind of honors that. And I think 
you'll be in a better mental state for it. What do you do? Yeah. I weight train. Mm. I weight train. So I go to the gym, just like pick up something heavy. And uh, yeah, I recommend it. It's fun. <laughs> I also like went to the gym. I go to Tate because there's like no gym um, in like the Wilson area, which is where I live. Um, but someone came up to me, like a guy, and he was lifting 12 and a half pounds too. And he came up to me and goes, big man. And it just made me feel so good. <laughs> it was just like a moment. He's like 12 and a half. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, me too. Me too. He's like, good job on shoulder raises. I'm like, yeah, on shoulder raises. Damn. And it just made me. That's alpha shit right there. Right. It just like, so I also wanted to share that because I feel like gym experiences with men are not super great when it comes to being a girl in the gym. Yeah. But like that just made me feel nice. Hmm. So yeah. There you go. Ash, what do you got for us? Oh, um, jeez. Oh, Mine, mine don't sound nearly as inspiring as your guys'. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't go to the gym. Um, like I don't say that proudly. Like, oh, I don't go. There. I just, you know, I never did it. I never. I didn't really do a whole lot of physical activity. I don't like playing sports. You know, so I got a bit of a punch. But the point is, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I guess you know, I just don't. I just don't do that. So. Right. But um, me, I I do like walking. In nature, um, yeah. especially bird watching, um, you know some of some of those times in my life that haven't been you know great, I have you know gone out and just you know been alone and you know I'm somebody who doesn't really like to be alone a lot but sometimes you just need to be alone mm. out there with yeah. the birds well at least with me with the birds yeah yeah <laughs> um, no that is that is for sure that is for sure part of it mm -hmm. absolutely of being being alone mm -hmm. I yeah. think is something that like maybe might be the theme of what we're all saying mm -hmm. here yeah. mm -hmm. is alone time mm -hmm. especially when we're so hyper doing school and hyper doing friends like i have for sure struggled with finding seth time mm -hmm. finding time that like and it doesn't need to be like scheduled seth time where it's like oh my god i'm gonna like write my feelings in a journal right like it like it can be that but it doesn't have to be that. It could just be going and looking at some mm -hmm. birds for a little while or going to the gym or going mm -hmm. for a run, right? Like, it can be just... And that has always worked for me, and I guess yeah. it seems to have worked for you guys alone mm -hmm. time. I think, I think people are often very punitive to themselves or, like, they're told, like, oh, well, why are you spending so much time alone? Like, you should go out and make friends. Like, you should go yeah. out and be part of your community. But, like, you do need to honor the time you take for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. being alone is, like, a normal thing, and it's important to, like decompress if that like i know a lot of people are very extroverted they actually like boot up in terms of energy yeah energize is a better word but like they energize when they're around other people i personally find that i love my friends i love being around people but sometimes i get home and i'm like okay not for like another six months no, can i talk yeah. to somebody else we have yeah. to we have to have a bit of a bit of kaylee time you know a bit right. of recharge time i also another thing that uh, that helped me and this is this is a maybe a bit specific to me and a bit odd but it's weather so mm. i used to be one of those people who didn't like you know cloudy rainy days right and then i thought to myself why you blithering idiot it's just weather it, it cloud sun it, it means nothing it's all the same thing yeah. mm. and so when I started kind of thinking about things in a bit more of a neutral way instead of there's like this attached feeling to it. And it wasn't just the weather. It was a lot of stuff like, oh, I missed the bus. I missed the bus. Okay, I missed the bus. I'll wait for the next one. Mm -hmm. um, 
it, it's kind of a bit detached, maybe even a bit sociopathic. But <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> but I think I think you're like there's so much of how we think about the world that is learned, mm-hmm. whether it's from the people around us. Like I hear all the time that I'm like a shitty person for liking winter over summer. And as a kid, I liked summer a lot because mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you're out there. You don't care if you're sweaty mm-hmm. or gross or like playing in the mud and dirty all day. Like kids just, just saying that is making just, me feel. I know, <laughs> saying right? Saying the word sweaty and gross and dirt and mud is right. Just, but when you're young, you like frolic and you go outside shower. with your friends. And uh, like I hit 15 or 16 and I'm like, I don't like the <laughs> summer at all. Like, why have I been playing like I do? And um, I, know. Know, I think it's just a change of perspective. And I think it's healthy to like understand you can change how you feel about things. Exactly. You, you can change how you feel about a lot of things. And you can, you can be the master of your feelings. Your feelings don't have to master you. Mm. And I suppose that's a bit, uh, that, you know, it is a bit easier said than done. And, you know, there are a lot more nuanced things to it, especially if you have something like clinical depression or something. You know, you can't, right. just, you can't just believe and overcome right. it. That's, that's not going to happen. But, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of little things in, in our lives, you know. Um, it's like this morning, okay? I woke up and it was foggy, right? It was, it was like, you couldn't see down the street. Yeah. And I was, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm like, I'm like yeah. It's like I'm in one of those old mystery movies. And there's like a bridge <laughs> near where I, I walk down to the bus stop over the bridge. And I'm like, oh, I'm over the bridge in the fog. It's like, oh. <laughs> No, it's you, like you kind of like contact with like a bridge troll or something. Yeah, or like in Jurassic Park three, you know, when they're on the bridge there, and there's like the ter- the pteranodon comes. Yes. Yes, like that. Yeah. Um, but it's like you know maybe make your, you know, you're you're writing your own story. You can make it as dramatic as you want. Hmm. I like and that a lot. That, those are beautiful words to part with. Honestly. Yeah. Well said. That's great. Well said, Ash. A lot to be said for optimism and just and how much that can. Yeah. People, yeah. Hang in there. Yeah. I We're mean, almost done the semester, guys. Two weeks, really. Two weeks. Well, finals. Yeah. Two weeks till like the end of classes. I think it's actually eleven days now at this point. Sheesh. Yeah. I think. Hey, that's kind of upsetting. No, it isn't. Stop that. <laughs> no, upsetting because like passed so <laughs> yeah, fast. Yeah, like time is like going by. Anyways, that's okay. Time always goes by. Time always Play goes it, by. Play it, Sam. Play as time goes by. <laughs> I'm a terrible Ingrid Bergman. I can't. I can't it's do okay. it. She was. She was way too out of my league. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. And that's it. So. Yeah. This is us signing off. Take Have care. Have a good one, y'all. Take care. Stay of yourselves. safe out there. Be healthy. Be nice to yourselves. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.